Hi, you guys, and welcome to the FGB podcast. Today, Michelle and I are going to be doing an FGB short, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Bodzi Pyramid. Um, what the Bodzi Pyramid is, um, it's essentially a pyramid, a structure, diagram, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it, that represents what you should be focusing on um, and when, um, when it comes to your health fitness, weight loss, muscle gain um, journey. Now, in this particular episode, um, we're going to probably be talking about a little bit more weight loss, I would say. Um, it's easy to kind of talk about it, not only because it's very common, it's not, it's a very common goal, but it's also um, pretty simple to kind of break down when it comes to talking about this pyramid. Um, so stay tuned. So at the bottom of our pyramid is is what we call our Bodzi foundation. So these are all lifestyle factors. So we have our food quality, um, getting important sleep, hydration, um, everything that contributes to a health a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, um, this foundation is so important. I mean, it literally is the foundation, right? And you got to think of a foundation for like what it is. It is, it's the thing that everything else you do is going to build on top of. Um, and it takes a long time to build. And I think where a lot of people either give up or fail, or they, they don't see progress is because they haven't spent enough time building the base of this pyramid. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Basically, I think it's important for us to kind of lay out what the pyramid looks like. For those who maybe haven't seen this before, um, it's, it is on my Instagram. Um, I'll make sure that I post an article about this as well so that if you guys want to read more about it, then you could do that. Um, but before we kind of like dive into each one, I want you to kind of visualize this as, as I'm speaking about it. If you're watching this on YouTube, maybe I'll be putting even a little bit of a graphic on here too. Um, the, the base of the pyramid, as Michelle just discussed, is that um, the quality of your food, lifestyle factors, um, things that are going to support your weight loss and or muscle gain forever, essentially. So your sleep, your stress, your hydration, your general movement, activity, um, your relationship that you have with food is a really big one, right? Making sure that you have a relationship with food that is not leading you to a, a negative place. Um, and then the quality of your food, of course. So making sure that you're getting um, high, uh, high intake of micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals. Above that foundation, we have calories. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Caloric intake, um, balancing your energy input and output. Above that, we have macronutrients. So we'll talk about your protein, carbs, and fat and how that plays a role in achieving your ideal body composition. Above that, we have meal timing and frequency. So these this kind of answers the question of, you know, uh, when should I be eating or how many times a day should I be eating meals and or is carb cycling good and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the last thing is supplementation. And that's at the very top of the pyramid. So remember that the bottom of the pyramid is the most important, right? Supplements being at the top of the pyramid does not mean that supplements is the most important. It's the opposite. 
we want to be focusing on building that solid foundation first and foremost. Um, and that foundation for the Bodzi pyramid being what we kind of just talked about. So your sleep, right? So how does sleep play a significant role in our weight loss, right? Like Michelle, I know you're a big sleeper. I'm a big sleeper. That's for sure. (laughs) I I love sleeping, but um, it's so important, especially when we are very active in terms of recovery. Um, You know, it's so important in terms of uh, memory and focus (laughs) and your mood your sleep affects so much of your day-to-day life. Um, it also plays into sugar cravings and how you can fight off those sugar cravings. Um, so sleep, we always say, you know, seven to eight hours is, is kind of the sweet spot for everybody, give and take. Um, but getting that amount of sleep is ultimately going to set your day up for success. Totally. Yeah. Um, sugar cravings is a huge one, right? And regulating hormones. So regulate the ability for your sleep to regulate your hunger hormones. I know personally when I am lacking sleep, I cannot tell if I'm actually hungry or if I'm just tired and anxious, or if I'm like, there will be even some days where I'm you know, this hasn't happened in a long time since I've been prioritizing my sleep for a while, but I do remember days where I would go on very little sleep and I wouldn't be hungry at all. Like just no, no appetite. And I could easily have gone the entire day without eating. It doesn't mean my body doesn't need food. It just means my, my, my hunger hormones haven't had the opportunity to regulate themselves in order to actually work (laughs) to tell me that I should be eating. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So sleep is a huge one. I also saw, yeah, I also saw a study this morning that I was reading actually, um, and it focused on, you know, two separate groups and one of them was sleeping seven to eight hours and the other one was getting less than five hours sleep per night. Um, both of them reached their weight loss goals at the same speed. However, the group that was sleeping the seven to eight hours per night actually (laughs) was able, was retaining a lot more muscle and, and a lot more muscle from their workouts. Yeah. So that goes like into that recovery aspect, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, your muscles are literally being torn to shreds when you're lifting weights, you need that opportunity for them to mend this kind of goes into another whole thing, which I'm going to make sure that we stay on track here because it's easy for us to get off track, but um, it goes into the whole idea of if you're somebody who wants to be gaining lean muscle mass and you're training heavy, intense weights every single day, you're probably not doing exactly what you should be doing. Um, And what I mean by that is having a rest day, like a solid rest day in between each weight training session allows your muscles to grow. Your muscles do not grow when you're lifting weights, your muscles grow in between the weightlifting sessions. So anyways, that's just a little reminder for y'all who want to, you know, get friggin' jacked sleep. 
it's the best thing for you. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to stay on track here because there's so much. There's to so say. much. I know we're gonna, we gotta, we gotta stay on this. So, okay, let's move on to, I mean, we can just quickly talk about stress as an important factor too. Yeah. Um, I, I should say here that, I mean, stress is, can, gosh, we've talked about this a little bit in other episodes and how it's just this kind of like huge beast that, that manifests itself in so many negative things and it can, but there's also good stress, right? And so managing stresses of all kinds is really important um, to make sure that we are managing our cortisol levels, um, which again, will, will help us manage other hormones that lead to um, hunger regulation, um, and, and just stuff like that. So you can actually kind of like sleep and stress are very tied together as well, because the less you sleep, the higher your cortisol levels are, the higher your stress is, and you kind of get the same negative effects from either or. Um, so the sleep and stress very, they very much play a, a role, um, together. So I think a big takeaway from this was, as Michelle already mentioned, like seven to eight hours a night is what you should be aiming for. Um, naps do count in there. So if you're a new mom or if you are, you know, have a couple of kids running around the house and you're feeling like you're not getting the sleep that you need in the nighttime, when your kid sleeps, sleep too, right? As much as you can. It's not going to be perfect, but you have to do what you can and you have to try and prioritize that sleep. Yeah. Um, we'll quickly kind of go over like you know, hydration is important, getting your 2.2 to 3 liters of water a day. Um, there is such thing as too much water because I have had some people tell me that they've been drinking like six liters of water and they're crushing it. And I'm like, oh, well, you probably want to bring that down. Um, so too much water is a thing. And yeah. and then other things that um, play into this foundation building are um, general movement right? Just making sure that you are moving your body, whether it's through getting your seven to 10 K steps a day, whether it's going out for a hike, whether you're doing 20 to 30 minutes of training. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, you know, just ways to burn energy, which is going to allow you to just stay consistent overall. Like, it's going to be hard for you to see the progress that you that you want if you're just a bump on a log, right? So movement's important, obviously. We know that. Exactly. So I also want to, before we move on to calories too, we're going to lump into this foundation on non-negotiables. And we have talked about this a little bit before in, the, in previous podcasts. We've talked to our guests about non-negotiables and you can kind of actually take a, you can kind of view your foundation as your non-negotiables because your non-negotiables are things that you do every single day without question, you nor anybody else can talk you out of doing these things. And it is, it's, it's things that become who you are, right? Mm -hmm. It's a part of your life. It's who you are. It's just what you do. Um, And your non-negotiables are going to allow you to, build and grow. And when you're having shitty days, you're going to be able to rely on your non-negotiables to get you through that day still feeling accomplished. Right. Um, And so your non-negotiables, you can choose from five things. I tell people they can be um, sleep seven to eight hours a night. Number one. Number two is drink your 2.2 to three liters of water a day. Number three is um, try and get a protein source 
at each meal. Yeah. Number four is try and get a veg, like a good serving of vegetables at at least one meal. And this is just like very beginner stuff. If you want to go at all meals, like go at all meals, right? Yeah. And then your last one is um, seven to 10 K steps a day. Right. Choose one, choose two, choose three, choose all five. Like, but those are five really, really good starting points to start building your foundation. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Right now, all my non-negotiables, um, you know, tie back into these, to these lifestyle factors. Um, for example, like one of my workouts is going to be outdoors. (laughs) Yeah. Which, um, I love. And then, yeah, especially with the, the sleep as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when you're, like I said before, if you're having a really crap day, like you're stuck for time, you're tired, like you're busy as all hell, having these things that you can fall back on, like getting your steps in and drinking water. Yeah. Right. Like those can be two really effective actions that you do in a day that, that allows you to go to bed, not feeling like you just, you know, how to write off of a day. Right. And when we focus on these simplified aspects, it takes away all the static takes away, you know, everything else. It's just like sleep, eat quality food and hydrate. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's that simple. (laughs) Yeah. It's that simple. And that's your foundation. And, and the great thing about it is you are going to be building your foundation and just for the rest of your life. Right. Right. You're just, you just keep working on it. So above your case, so you have your foundation built, everything's great. You've been doing all these like non-negotiables and you've been building on your non-negotiables for a while now and you're still not seeing weight loss. Like nothing's happening. Well, let's just first say that just because you're not seeing weight loss doesn't mean that you are not progressing because if you are doing all those things and you have it before, like you got to celebrate that win. That is huge, Mm -hmm. right? Building your foundation is huge. Um, Calories is next. So calories in calories out as uh, even though it's not black and white like that for most people, um, it still is very relevant. We do need to um, make sure that we are not completely ignoring the laws of thermodynamics because, you know, that is one thing that we know to be true out of all the information and nutrition out there is that, you know, the general rule of thumb is that if you eat less calories, than you um, burn, then you're going to lose weight. Right. Granted that there are no complicated under underlying issues, whatever. So your calories in, I mean, essentially like how it gets broken down. Um, actually, I'm going to bring up, cause I had some notes on this too, before I just start rambling again, we got to make sure we're staying on track here. Um, so the simple equation, right? Calories in minus calories out your, the first thing that you need to know um, is your calories out, right? So like how many calories you're burning um, each day and how do we calculate that? We can kind of talk about how to calculate these from like a very objective standpoint. Mm -hmm. Nobody is ever, and it's important to understand that nobody's ever going to be very accurate or going to get very accurate with this equation, right? It will give you a window, And that window 
will kind of tell you roughly how many calories you burn a day. It's not going to be completely accurate. And so through um, tracking your food and collecting data, that's where you're going to be able to kind of narrow down your window a little bit more. So your calories burned throughout the day depends on your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate, and then your total daily energy expenditure. And people get obsessed about total daily energy expenditure because, again, they think that they can like calculate it to a T and then they rely on that number in order to get them results. Right. Um, it doesn't always work that way, unfortunately, right? I mean, you know that we've had to change your macros a thousand times Um, And we're still changing them in order to see the results that we want. And we wish it was black and white, but it's not always. Right. Um, So I'm not going to, for the sake of the time of this episode, I'm not going to get into how to calculate your total daily energy expenditure. You can, there's so many online calculators. TDEECalculator.net is one of them. Um, We're going to be coming out with an app really shortly that will give you your own free macronutrient profile. Um, and so you can download that when we have it out, we'll let you guys know. Um, but once you, let's say you figure that out, your next step is to essentially figure out what your goal is. And you have three things to choose from. If we want to really simplify it down, you have weight loss, maintenance, and weight gain. Yeah. Right. And those three things are going to essentially determine what your energy balance is going to look like. If you're going to subtract calories from your total daily energy expenditure, if you're going to keep them the same to maintain, or if you're going to add on calories in order to gain lean mass. And you have to kind of at that point, have a goal setting session with yourself and figure out what you want, figure out what your life will allow you to do, figure out where you're at and all that kind of stuff. Um, Michelle and I are both going through cuts right now and we know that they're difficult, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not. And so that goal setting session and asking yourself if that's something that you really want to do is important. How often, Michelle, would you say you, um, you should be going through a cut? Um, I would say at minimum, uh, or I should say at maximum, uh, every 12 weeks right is usually a good number to be in a cut oh the length of time you're in a cut the length of time you're in yes 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 yes. totally so the length of time that you're in a caloric deficit should be roughly 12 weeks right um but so uh the the amount of times you should go through a cut like the frequency of how often you should go through it is i would say once a year Mm -hmm. right like you and and that's even pretty frequent once a year, because if you're dedicating 12 weeks out of the year to cutting, then you have um, 10 other months to dedicate to maintenance and muscle gain. Yeah. And sometimes that's not enough. Like sometimes you want to be dedicating a solid two years to gaining muscle. Right. Um, And why that's important is because the next time you go through a cut, it's going to get easier for you to lose weight and get that toned lean look that you want because you have a solid foundation of lean mass to support that. Right. And I think, you know, like you said, it's not so black and white. Like we have spent for us both going through this cut, we have spent weeks, if not months, figuring out what our maintenance was 
Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like we enter everything into a calculator. It spits out a number and then we go on our way and we start cutting immediately. Um, we take the time to work through everything, build those foundations, and then make sure that we are squeezing everything that we possibly can out of the most calories and then going down from there. So that period of time, um, you know, it takes time. Yeah. And it's worth the time and it's worth the effort because what we want to avoid and what you want to ultimately get away from in life is the yo-yo dieting. Yes. Is the going up and back and forth. So that's why we say, you know, going through a cut once a year, um, if done correctly, and you're a perfect example of this right now is because you're crushing it in your cut. Right. And that's because you do this once a year and throughout the rest of the year, you are maintaining and you are building that foundation. So when it's time for you to go through your cut, you have everything in place and your body reacts to that positively. Right. Yeah. And to be, yeah. And and as you said, so finding that maintenance again, it's a window, right? Like we roughly kind of know what my maintenance was at. We started me at 2,300 calories. I actually was losing a little bit of weight at 23. So that even goes to show that my maintenance could be more than that, right? right. So we, the chances of us finding exactly what my maintenance are, are like zero. It's negative. Like we're not going to find that magic number of 2,342 calories each day. And that's the amount of food I need to maintain. It's as far as we know, it's this window of anywhere between 23 and 2,600 calories, right? Um, And then, yeah, and then cut from there. So, um, yeah, so, and so caloric intake is that next step, um, basically figuring out what your, what your goal is, um, figuring out the approach that you want to take. And of course, this is only done after step one, the base of the pyramid. Um, Let's move it on to macronutrients. So, because macros and calories kind of go together, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, in, and let's explain why, right? You can eat, let's say that you have figured out your calories and you know that you need to be eating roughly, I don't know, 1800 calories a day in order to be in a slight caloric deficit and, and whatever, you go off on your merry way and you start, you start eating 1800 calories. If you're not focusing on your macronutrient breakdown, you could very well be eating 1800 calories of 70% carbohydrates and 28% fat and 2% protein. Right. I hope that equaled hundred. I'm pretty sure I was bang on. So, and that is very common, maybe not to that drastic, drastic of an extent, but super common where we see people coming into the program. They said they've tracked their food before they've had all this time on my fitness pal, but they've seen no progress. Right. And then we take a look at their MyFitnessPal and they're not eating a balanced diet, a balanced diet, meaning uh, inclusion of all those three macros. Mm -hmm. So breaking down your calories into protein, carbs, and fat is just as important, I would say, than um, just um, calculating your, your calories. Like you kind of have to do them together. Right. Okay. Um, and the reason why, I mean, 
Protein is there to build your lean mass. It's there to maintain existing muscle mass. It's there to keep you satiated so you're not craving things all the time. Um, it's there to help regulate hormones as well. Same with fat, right? A good amount of fat is going to help you regulate your hormones. It's going to help keep you satiated. It's going to help keep your mind clear. And carbohydrates have really important roles as well. If you're someone who's very active, your um, glycogen stores, which are your carbohydrates stored in your muscles, need to be replenished and, and ready to be used for direct energy when you do your exercise. Um, your brain uses up to 100 grams of glucose each day, which is your simplest form of carbohydrate. Like there are tons of reasons why we need each macronutrient. So you can't just be neglecting one. <laughs> right. Um, and so what is your, um, let's give an example of what our macros look like right now. Yeah. Um, so I can pull mine up, but I was going to say, especially for, um, for macros as well, it's, it's such a good life tool to know. And I feel like a lot of people, um, don't really know what kind of foods are, carbs, what kind of foods fall into the cat, uh, fat category and what kind of foods fall into the protein category. And it's just such a, like a, a worthwhile tool, life skill to have. Yeah. When I'm looking at a plate now, you know, I don't even, I'm not like, okay, uh, I've got sweet potatoes a chicken breast and broccoli. I, I I actually break it down into the macros. Right. And I feel like that when you're, when you're trying for weight loss is what is going to make um, tracking macros sustainable is if you can wrap your head around what each macro is and what it does for you. Right. And um, I think it's important to be clear that when, because we are huge um, trackers, right? We believe in tracking your food, but the reason why is just as important. We we do not want people to get obsessive about the calories and this and that, whatever. Uh, there is a time and a place where you need to be precise and consistent with your intake. And that's when you're weeks and weeks into your cut right? And that's only if you've earned your cut, you've built the foundation, you've put your time in, you've put your effort in, and your coach has told you that, yes, you are ready for a cut, let's do it. That is your opportunity to be precise. You can track your food while you're building your foundation, but tracking your food when you're building your foundation is not going to be your opportunity to be hyper aware of your calories and your macros, It's going to give you, it's there to give you an awareness of that rough ratio of if you're eating a balanced meal or not. Right. Right. When you're like counting your macros for the sake of weight loss, um, then yes, that's when uh, viewing your plate as protein, carbs, and fat and how much of each one and, and making sure it's all in the right proportions and stuff. That's when it's very valuable. A hundred percent. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting to kind of be able to, it's just cool too. Like, it's so cool to like track your food for a few days and just learn like, oh shit, I didn't realize that this food had this amount of carbohydrates in it or this amount of fat in it. Like, yeah. that's just a, a dope thing to know. And it takes me to a different mindset. It's like, it, it really, like, this is, sounds kind of cheesy, but it brings me to the mindset that food is fuel yeah. versus just 
mindless eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, so sorry, I kind of went off track there, but to go back to what my macros look like right now, um, mine are a little bit low right now. And the only you're, you're deep into your cut right now. I'm deep into my cut. And I think, you know, before I, I give these macros out, I think it's important to note that you and I have been working weekly since November. Yeah. And that I've only been on these macros for about a week. A week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got 115 grams protein, 150 gram carbs, mm-hmm. and 50 grams of fat. Yeah. So yeah, as Michelle said, those, we've been on those for a week. We're trying to push the, push the needle here a little bit with Michelle um, and uh, see if we can squeeze some results out of those macros. Um, My macros are at around 160 grams of protein. So, so again, Michelle and I are very different human beings, just in general, like everyone's different, right? So my goals are a little bit different than Michelle's. My current exercise levels are different than Michelle's. Like, so there's a lot, lot of differentiating factors there. Um, my protein's at 160, my carbs at around 180, and then my fat's at around 65. Um, and I'm losing weight still at those macros. I'll probably bring them down to about, that's a rough, roughly 1900 calories. And I'm going to bring them down to about 1800 next week with Michelle's permission, of course, because she's my coach. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. We are um, very different in turn. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I'll, I'll come out and say it, it comes down to um, muscle mass, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, your credentials are that you um, were a CrossFit coach, and you were heavily involved day to day with weightlifting, mm-hmm. a swimmer. I'm like an old lady mom. <laughs> and like my daily activities look a lot different than yours. And, and mine are all based around um, steps and chasing a six-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And things like that. And totally like we can just say that because that's what it is. Yeah. And there's people listening that are going to relate to me and there's people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, Let's move it along here. All right. Michelle had to, um, had to take off there for a client meeting. Um, But I'm going to kind of finish this pyramid off by just discussing the other two or the top two um, things. And that is meal timing and frequency and supplementation. And now these are going to go by pretty quickly because honestly, the reality is we don't have a lot of clients who get to the point where meal timing and frequency and supplementation is going to push the needle to where they want to go. By this point, um, they are seeing amazing results doing being consistent at the first three things, which are, you know, the sleep, stress, hydration, uh, food quality, caloric intake is balanced, macronutrients are on point, yada, yada, yada. Um, I might talk about things like, um, you know, carb cycling around the workouts for better recovery. Um, I might talk about, um, I rarely talk about intermittent fasting for for women, um, because I don't, 
think um, it's the most conducive thing to their overall health. And there's an article about that um, coming out on our blog. Um, sometimes I'll talk about intermittent fasting for men. Um, but your, I will say this. For those who ask questions about supplements and who ask questions about if you should be eating after seven or if you should be eating breakfast or is it true that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, it's funny that these are the types of questions that are most popular, yet they are the least important things in terms of what's going to get you your results. Um, not to say that they aren't important at all. It just means that they are not going to do you any good if you do not have your foundation built, if your energy is not balanced, and if your macronutrients are not in check. Um, there is no amount of supplementation or creatine or BCAAs or protein powder, if, you know, I should say protein I'm a very big condone of protein powder because at 160 grams of protein a day, I definitely need a scoop of protein to help me get to that target. So I'm all for protein powder. But just to say that those things are not going to push the needle for you if you're not eating good sources of animal or plant protein and or eating vegetables, right? Like those are the things you should be focusing on. So when it comes to supplementation, um, there's... The things that we, I mean, supplements do just that. They supplement your diet. And so if you are eating a diet full of micronutrient-rich um, foods and high-quality foods, then you shouldn't need a ton of supplements. Um, we can afford to get some vitamin D, a lot of us, especially as Canadian folk in the winter time. You can absolutely take a vitamin D supplement. You can take an omega-3 fish oil supplement. Um, you can take a multivitamin if you want. You can take a B12 if you're a vegetarian. Um, those are things that you probably or may not be getting from your diet or at least enough of from your diet that you can supplement for sure. But you know, things like superfoods and weight loss pills and this and that, whatever, those are not going to do you any good. And they are the last thing that you should be focusing on when it comes to your weight loss journey. I'm going to wrap this up by saying one thing, and this is probably the most important thing that applies to every single tier, regardless of where you are at the, where you're at at the pyramid. And that is consistency. You cannot move on to the next step or the next tier of the pyramid if you haven't been consistent with the first one or the one below it for a good amount of time. Now, what's a good amount of time? I would say months, right, at least. Like, let's be real in saying that this is the long game. Like, we're trying to create healthy humans. We're trying to create people who live this bodzy lifestyle, who live by this pyramid. And if you're living by this pyramid, it means that you are focusing and getting really, really, really good at one thing before you move on. So consistency is key. Live by it. It's the, if there was a magic pill that I could just suck up into a little bottle, it would be consistency. That's for sure. All right, guys, we're going to finish off this episode. Um, thank you for joining me and Michelle on today's FGB Short. Um, I hope you guys learned something from this. I hope you guys took away um, something from uh, the Bodzi Pyramid. 
Um, and I hope it just gives you a little bit more clarity on what you should be focusing on, because I know there's so much information out there and especially conflicting information on what you should be doing and when you should be doing it. Um, if you follow these steps, if you follow the pyramid, then it hopefully will give you some clarity. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. And make sure that you're subscribing to our channel for future FGB shorts and FGB full podcast interviews. If you're watching this on uh, iTunes and or Spotify, then make sure you're subscribing to our channel so that you can be in touch with us um, for all future episodes. Have a great day, guys. See you later. 